when especially a person gets very anxious or there's any kind of emotion or feeling that they don't like, they spend a lot of time thinking about how bad it is and how someday they're going to get rid of this feeling or how that's going to happen in the next few minutes or hours or what have you. How will I devise a plan to get rid of this? What thought could I think to get rid of this? So that type of thinking, again, leaves the present. You are now wrapped up in how I'm going to end this emotion and stop this emotion. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers Answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Folks, today we are back. Hey, it's me, Merrill Fink, fighting the world solo today. We're going to be working on a concept that is very important, and that is the present moment. Many people talk about it. Some people maybe try to be present. So today's show is focused on how do we do that? How do we get that? What that would look like? How you would go about doing that? Before we do that, I just want to give you a reminder that it is great for you and others to rate this podcast, pass it along to folks you think and need the material. The show is designed to help folks and we help folks by spreading the word. You don't have to get a counseling degree. You don't have to get into someone's personal business. You can just spread this podcast along or rate it on the podcast app itself. That is a great help to the show. Also, Liza and I Still work for hire. We still work at Aspire, 801-525-4645. So if you're interested in either of our services or just want to talk to Aspire to get somebody to help with what's going on with you, that would be a great idea. Without further ado, I want to get to this idea that, honestly, I should have talked about a long time ago because it's central to a lot of what we deal with, typically what gets people caught up in anxiety specifically, but there are a lot of uses for this, and that's the idea of the present moment. And you bring this up, and many times people will say it or talk about it, but they don't really know what they're doing or how they're going to get it. So I want to shed some light on that today and, and give some real concrete steps that you can do to get that. So first, the theory here is anxiety tends to be a worry of the future. could be near future. could be far future. Depression is generally some form of rumination about the past, what could have been done, how could I have changed the past? What could I have done differently? And blaming of self for all that. So you can see that if you want to minimize that kind of stuff and stay present, and we're able to do that with some degree of certainty, you could see how that could minimize anxiety and depression right off the bat by just staying in the moment. It's not a denial. It's not a technique to avoid the things. It is, in fact, quite the opposite. It is embracing the present, whatever that is, and just saying that the present is okay. So the theory behind staying present is that you minimize a lot of the destructive habit patterns and thought patterns by just staying in the moment. There's a couple issues that people always run into, though, with present moment thinking or strategies, and that is, how do I do it specifically? So I want to get into that in the show today about what exactly you could do to accomplish that. I have on my website, counselorscanhelp.com, under the resources page, the first video you could see is a video from Eckhart Tolle. You could look at that. It's about a 35-minute YouTube video, and he calls it a meditation on the present moment, and it's chocked full of great information about the theory behind present moment thinking. So that's a great place to start to just get you, I guess, warmed up or convinced that this is worth doing. 
So how to get there? To start with in general, just about anything can be done with present moment thinking. Now, what does that mean? It just means staying in tune with the present. Some tasks are easier than others to do, but being present keeps your focus on what is happening now and generally does not include judging the thing, but rather acknowledging it and staying in the now. So you're just focusing on what's happening currently. If you played any sport at all, you want to be present in what's happening currently because you have to react to your opponent and you have to stay into what do I need to do now as opposed to what I planned to do two days ago or what I should have done last week or what happened 10 minutes ago. So you can see how getting out of the present is really not helpful in athletics. Well, the same thing kind of goes in life as well. So we're trying to find something or do things that focus on the current moment. I also want to shed a little light on what this does not look like. And this is typically where people get into trouble. When you leave present moment thinking, you're generally doing things such as beating yourself up. Well, that's generally involves what I should have done back then. Okay, that's not present moment thinking. Worrying, worrying about the future. Again, you're leaving the present. If you're telling a story in your head about another person, you're generally leaving the present. And what, what I mean by that is, I'm going to give you an example of that. So I was working on this concept the other day as I was walking through the airport, and I had quite a long walk. In Salt Lake City, there's quite a long walk to our gates. And so it's about a 15-minute project, so I thought this would be a great moment to see if I can stay present for 15 minutes while I'm in this walk. So I started out doing pretty well, but then something invariably would happen. I would see something another person doing, generally some act maybe I didn't approve of. There's tons of people in the airport. There's plenty of room for this. And so immediately, I would then catch myself starting to tell a story about the person in my head. They're rude, or they don't know what they're doing, or why don't they do this, or why don't they do that? This is all going on in my head and it happens very quickly. So this is what I'm talking about, about telling a story in your head about another person. You see something going on or you're remembering an old argument or remembering some thing from way back or maybe even recently with a spouse, say, and you start telling a story in your head about how they can't do it or won't do it or are incapable of doing it. So that's what I mean by telling a story. You're, you're getting into the narrative about what a person can or can't do or anything about a situation. That generally is highly classic, leaving the present moment. So anytime you catch yourself doing that, you can realize, hey, I'm not in the present. This includes arguing in your head, making up a fictitious argument about what you would say to the person. Fighting an emotion, a massively important concept. Again, you're leaving the present moment generally. When we are present with an emotion, we're feeling an emotion we don't like, high anxiety, depression. Generally, we notice the emotion and then we think to ourselves, this is unacceptable. How do I get out of this emotion? What is causing this? How do I make it stop? Essentially, you're fighting it now. And by fighting it, you tend to feed it and make it stronger and go into the past or future mixing them all up, trying to find ways of how you're going to stop this emotion that you don't like. And so we'll get into that a little bit, but you can see again how that's generally not a great strategy because you are essentially making that emotion stronger that you don't like 
and wishing for it to be gone. Again, you're wishing for something to happen in the future instead of acknowledging what is happening currently, accepting it, and trying to stay in the present and do what you can in the moment to get the best out of what's happening in the moment. I really want to slow down for a second and just highlight what I'm talking about here. When especially a person gets very anxious or there's any kind of emotion or feeling that they don't like, they spend a lot of time thinking about how bad it is and how someday they're going to get rid of this feeling or how that's going to happen in the next few minutes or hours or what have you. How will I devise a plan to get rid of this? What thought could I think to get rid of this? So that type of thinking, again, leaves the present. You are now wrapped up in how I'm going to end this emotion and stop this emotion. Present moment thinking is in many ways trying to just focus on what's happening now. And right now, you may be overwhelmed with anxiety. Just acknowledging that you are overwhelmed with anxiety is part of staying in the present and trying to notice that you're not going to build a story about the anxiety. You're not going to make the anxiety disappear with some magical thought. You're just acknowledging, hey, I have anxiety right now. And I also want to focus on something that is important to me and something more in the present that I'll actually get some benefit from. So the present moment idea is more about creating a set of habit patterns that generally makes your day more focused and focused on the things you get meaning from. It's not a magical way of keeping anxiety away. The strategy is we're going to learn to accept the anxiety emotion and also learn to get back to the present moment and get the mind off the story and mind off the loop that keeps the anxiety present and keeps the anxiety front and center. So this is just one tool to do that. It's not the only tool, but it is a massively important idea that you know to recognize these moments and know when to put this present moment thinking into action to say, hey, I have anxiety. It's okay. I'm experiencing that emotion. I'll allow myself to feel that. That's part of the present moment. But it's also okay then to shift back to something that is important that you want to do. So we'll, we'll go through some examples here on the show to get you to see what some of those examples look like. But I want to emphasize the point. This is not a way to make anxiety disappear. It is just acknowledging that it is happening and trying not to continue the struggle. The struggle has been what's been carrying your anxiety or whatever that emotion is forward. And we're trying to block that chain of events so it doesn't continue to occur. Now we're going to continue on with a list of what not present moment thinking looks like. Really, so you can just recognize a lot of these behaviors that I think most people get stuck in, so you can recognize it for what it's worth and get back to some of these behaviors that we're talking about that maximize or emphasize the present moment. Thinking about the past, again, you've left the present, kind of common sense, worrying Worrying about being judged, I mean, worrying about some outcome, generally outcome-oriented thinking, it has to go this way or else, or when this day comes, then I will be happy. When I achieve this thing, then I'll be happy and content. Those are outcome-oriented thoughts. They generally, again, have you leaving the present. Avoidance. Avoidance is a strategy used by many people trying to stop a bad emotion something they don't want, some outcome they don't want. So they tend to avoid the person, the place, the idea, you name it. The problem is while trying to avoid it, 
you have to think of what you're avoiding. So while in the short term, avoiding the thing, the dangerous thing, can seem like a reasonable strategy, and it can be, there are moments of that, maybe it's not a great idea to go in the middle of a city out at 1 a.m. by yourself, okay? You're avoiding what you think is going to be a bad outcome. Fair enough. So you don't do it. But if you constantly lived with that thought of what you can't do or shouldn't do or the person you can't see or the place you can't go, you're constantly thinking about that over and over. You constantly have to remind yourself what you're avoiding, the feeling you're trying to avoid. And and generally, that's kind of what it comes down to. When we avoid things, we're avoiding a feeling. We don't like that feeling. We don't like that anxious thought. We don't like the anger we're going to get into. We don't want the feeling. So we're back to doing two things, fighting an emotion and avoidance. Generally, this leads to continuing the pattern that you have. And so we want to want to break that pattern. So hopefully this makes sense and just give you a little taste of generally what it means when we say people are leaving the present. They're usually doing those kinds of things. So how do we do more of being present? So I'm going to give you some general tips and strategies for things you can do just about any time to get more present. I've got a list of quite a list of things here. The list starts off with something in the realm of art or being creative. This is, has a huge spectrum of things. So what we are talking about is trying to immerse yourself in the moment of doing something, an activity. Art or anything being creative tends to put you highly in the moment and focusing on what you're doing. Because you have to. You're trying to create something. Um, This goes anywhere from simple to complex. There are adult coloring books out there now, or any coloring books. If you're, hey, take your kids' coloring books. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're not artistic, and you can find ways to just color in pictures. That's a very simple, easy way to go. Some people draw and sketch things. Photography, woodworking, crafting, interior decorating or design, painting, Anything done with your hands, your imagination, trying to create something, sewing, creating a product, building something with your hands, anything like that is a great way to stay in the moment because you're focusing on the thing. You're focusing on making it and trying to come up with a product that you're proud of. So these are great present moment things that can keep you um, grounded in what you're doing currently. And generally, you're doing these things because you like doing them, obviously. So um, you're kind of getting a twofer here. I'm, I'm making myself happy or getting meaning out of what I'm doing because this thing is important to me or it's just kind of part of who I am. It's what I enjoy doing. And you're also staying present. Let's say you don't have any of that stuff or have any of that stuff nearby. What are some other things? Listening. So listening can be a couple of ways. One is certainly with a, another person getting in a a conversation, listening to what they're saying, really trying to hear what they're talking about and just asking them questions. But even more basic than that, listening into just, well, if there's nothing going on around me, I can't listen to music. Can I just listen to the sounds around me? What are the sounds around me? It's, It's almost like a quick meditation. Sitting and observing and listening. Listening to music. And when I say listening to music, I mean really getting into the song, perhaps even singing along, humming along to the song. So really letting that out and being a part of the music you're listening to. That is a very easy and quick present moment activity. I understand you can't do it everywhere, but where you can do it, it's a great activity to do. Mindfulness meditation. People often talk about meditation, and 
so I want to discuss real quick the idea behind meditation, and that is you are practicing being present. Anytime someone tells you to do a meditation or some activity and do it mindfully, what they're really saying is think about what you're doing as closely as you can, but eventually your mind is going to drift to other things. Like I was just saying, my walk in the airport, I would be mindful about what I was doing, and then I would catch myself telling a story or getting distracted about something else. Well, all I do then is just bring myself back to the present and say, okay, the story is not needed here. It doesn't help. It's not keeping me present. So I want to get back to what is more present. So meditation is generally a practice of that. Doing something, it could be listening to a podcast or a person talking you through a meditation, and then you catch yourself drifting mentally. The idea is not just to have that person talking in the background and you having your mind go wherever it goes. The idea is to catch yourself drifting and come back to whatever it is you were doing, in this case, listening to a meditation. So you're constantly practicing catching yourself leaving the present and coming back. You can do this in many forms. I was doing it walking, walking through an airport. Walking is a great way to do it. Many people talk about eating. I am certainly guilty of this. I wolf down my food. It's a kind of a bad habit I've always had. I've been trying to work on it in recent days, but it is something that I do. And I rarely do I sit and go, okay, I'm going to eat mindfully. And that is, I'm noting everything I'm putting in my mouth. What does it taste like, smell like? Um, just enjoying the process more, getting into what I'm doing and not just thinking about what I have to do next or whatever it is while just cramming food in my mouth. It's not a healthy way to eat, and I really don't enjoy the food I've just cooked or the food someone just gave me. I'm just consuming it. Prayer. Prayer is a great kind of like meditation. The prayer can be for you. It can also be for another person, and I've talked about this on a previous show sort of sending that prayer or positive vibes out to another person who is not there or maybe even are in your presence does typically, it does for me, changes my mindset pretty quickly and now gets me back to less of the telling a story about the person and more to the, hey, I just wish them the best and I'm going to get on with, with something else that I think is more productive. So prayer is a great present moment thing. Effortless mindfulness. Again, I have another link on my resources tab on the counselorscanhelp.com website to a audiobook called Effortless Mindfulness. And again, this is a imagination exercise that I really can't explain in this format today. But it's a great imagination exercise to get you focusing on present moment things. It's a different way of meditating that if you're looking for new creative ways to meditate, I definitely invite you to check out that audiobook. And the idea of effortless mindfulness, we will certainly talk about that at some future date. Sex is a great present moment activity. Um, I've seen studies that show this is pretty much the number one <laughs> most popular or effective way. If, if you're in the moment, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it, it's really hard to be thinking about other things. And in fact, if you are thinking about other things and not in the moment in in sex or, or being with uh, your partner, you'll probably agree or find that it just doesn't work. It just loses everything it has. So you need to be involved in the moment, and it is a great way to be in the moment. Certainly you can't do that at work. Certainly you can't do that on an airplane or wherever you're at. So 
obviously this is not an activity you can do just anywhere, but it certainly is a great one. Conversation, just talking to people. This is a great way to even work yourself back from the beginnings of really hard emotion, getting swept up, almost the beginnings of a panic attack. If you can talk to someone about it or anything and get involved in a conversation that is present moment activity, this is a great way to back yourself off of that and why people many times feel better because they stopped having the thoughts about what the panic attack means, what it's going to be, the feeling that I don't like, how do I get rid of it? You generally bring your attention to something else which starts to lessen that hard emotion pretty quickly. Playing games, board games, computer games, just about anything. Again, if you're in the moment and really in the activity, it can be a great present moment activity and a great way to share time with other people. Puzzles, same kind of thing. Wordle is the thing now. Oh my God, everybody's got to play Wordle. If you haven't heard of it, you will. And getting online and playing their, getting their daily version of that. There are numerous examples of puzzles and quick little things that you can do that are just, they're fine. They're present moment little activities that do soak up your focus on something in the moment that you can play with other folks and make it a activity of coming together with other people. I mentioned earlier, playing a sport or any activity, any activity or sport that requires a lot of focus is great present moment thought and great present moment habits. There are plenty of advantages to playing a sport because you're not sitting there just, again, thinking about what's going to go wrong. Generally, you're reacting to the now. And if it's an activity, like, say, even just playing music, playing a musical instrument, uh, skiing, going downhill, playing a sport that requires a lot of focus in the moment to do the activity, those are all great ways to focus on the now and you're not in your head about what could happen or should happen. And generally, you're going to play those sports better and do those activities much more safely. Riding a bicycle, let's say, you're going to be way more attuned to what's going on around you and likely do it much safer and much more enjoyably if you are in the moment talked about playing a musical instrument. Again, what a great way to stay in the moment. You've got to focus on what you're doing, especially when you're learning. Massage. So the ball that I have and carry in my bag is used to play lacrosse. It looks like a tennis ball, but it's a little bit more firm. And when I find myself many times getting tired or drifting off or want to get back to the present, a great way to do that is pull that ball out and then just roll it up and down my arm or leg or any area of my body that kind of has, it's in pain. It's a great sort of massage technique that is, you can put anywhere on your body. And it's a great way to, yeah, it's gonna hurt a little bit, uh, but it is a good way to focus your attention back on the present. And it's also uh, does some good for you in the process. So. Again, being creative there, it's not something that you would think of, oh, I want to do that, but it does force you to pay attention to the present because you're going to roll the ball over some painful areas, let me just say. Or when you go into massage with someone, I personally have never done that. I've never had a massage by a person, but I can certainly see, I've been to physical therapy enough to where I know that you pretty much are going to focus on what they're doing, especially if they're working on something that's kind of a painful spot. Uh, 
another thing, listening to a podcast can be a great way to get present moment thinking. Again, if you're focused on the ideas being presented, if you're thinking about what's they're talking about and really getting into it, it is a great present moment activity. Noticing that you have left the present is one of the, I guess, skills that we want to develop. So you're trying to become more and more aware. Am I really present? If what I'm doing now is upsetting me, is it really something that is in the present and do I need to be doing it? If I'm feeling worse in the moment, probably doing something that does not include present moment thinking. So it's a great activity or exercise to think about how and what you think about during the, the day. Can work be present moment thinking? It really kind of depends. It really, If it's something that takes your focus and attention, if it's a part of work where you really need to concentrate, yes, it can be very much present moment thinking. I fly airplanes in my other job. Landing an airplane is very much present moment thinking. I can assure you there's nothing else going on in my mind other than what I'm doing in that moment. So that takes focus and concentration, and for good reason. Just to touch on that about the airplane story, I don't know if you're aware or ever heard of Arnold Palmer. He's a very famous golfer, passed away in recent years. And in the 60s, 70s, he was one of the few golfers who would be on the pro circuit, and he would fly his own airplane from tournament to tournament. He did this for many years and really enjoyed it. And he actually, in one of his books, I remember reading that he credited this with actually being able to move past the tournament. So, for example, he would finish a tournament on Sunday. Maybe it didn't go the way he wanted to. He was upset with himself, how he should have done this or that, and really was having a hard time moving on. And he found that the act of getting in the plane after the tournament and flying himself back to his house actually did help him move on from the tournament, and he was able to have a fresh start in his life. He was able to have a fresh start from that old tournament and move on in his mentality, in his thinking, to the next tournament. Now, certainly everybody doesn't have an airplane. They're going to fly from place to place, but it's just an example of how he was able to use an activity that then shifted his focus to something that required it and was different than the other thing that he was having trouble with, trying to get rid of, trying to move on from. He moved on to a different activity, and he was then able to have a fresh start. So that's a, an example of a person using something they had to focus on intently that they made a conscious decision has nothing to do with the golf tournament in this case. He wanted that thing and enjoyed flying because it had nothing to do with his professional life, which he found himself ruminating over constantly. And he was able to make a break from that and move on to something different. So I just thought I'd use that as a, a personal experience in a way to that you could perhaps think about that in your own life. Doing what you love can be present moment thinking. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing something that I feel is a great activity, a great service to people. It is meaningful to me, so I put a lot of thought into what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. Sort of being made to do stuff you don't want to do. We all have this to some degree, but a great way to get more in the present is to find something in that task that is meaningful to you that you feel you are doing or doing for someone, doing for yourself, whatever it is trying to find the good, if you will, or the meaningful idea of why I'm doing this task, who I'm doing it for, focusing on that and what that's giving you now is, a, again, a great way to get present with something you really don't want to be doing. What it comes down to is doing anything that's meaningful 
that you can get in touch with the meaning why you're doing it and get something out of it is a great way to take, if it's not on the list that we've just discussed, is a great way to turn just about anything into a present moment exercise. So I want to just give you a little basket of techniques, if you will, on what is present moment thinking, what it isn't, and what certainly it could be. Things to focus on here are all of the activities and ways to get present, but also allowing yourself to notice what it looks like, what it feels like when you're not present. That takes a little bit of time, that takes a little bit of thinking, that takes a little bit of practice to notice that, oh, the story I'm telling myself about my family member or person at work, how I'm doing that right now, that cannot be done if I am in the present. That story would not be being told. So how to notice those moments and then say, okay, what am I getting out of this? If it's nothing, if it's just making me upset, well then obviously I wanna find something different or better to do. Leaving the present generally also includes things like heart emotions, blame, beating yourself up, guilt, those kinds of things all include leaving the present moment. It doesn't mean that you can't have those feelings. It doesn't mean that they're uh, never going to pop into your head. It's just noticing them and taking what's useful out of that and then trying to then say, you know what, I don't need to be doing this right now. It's not helping me. I'm going to be doing something else more meaningful. So what this comes down to is a lot of practice and just noticing. And there's many ways you can notice. If you like to journal or just take notes on your phone, you can notice what you're thinking about, how much of the day you spend or how much time you spend doing those things, just to become aware, just to get an awareness of what's going on. If you find yourself fighting a feeling, especially almost always when that happens, you're leaving the present to now make the future or the past much more dangerous than it really is because the past is essentially gone, right? There's no way that's coming. The future isn't here yet. So planning is certainly okay. Planning can be a present moment exercise when you're thinking or talking about something that you know you're going to be doing. If you're going on a trip, you're certainly going to plan what to put in your bag, say. But if you're planning about how something will go wrong or you're planning about how to avoid something or you're planning about how to um, stay away from a feeling that you don't like and how that will inevitably come to avoid being judged, you can see all these behaviors come from leaving the present. So what this comes down to is it's not a panacea, the present moment, but you can see how often bad habits get developed and actually get reinforced when you leave the present moment. It is so easy to do. So that's the idea of this concept of present moment thinking. So see what you can do with this. Just notice where you are. And like I said, a classic sign of leaving the present is certainly fighting a feeling that you don't like. Again, this is not something you're going to learn overnight, but it generally is a strategy for how to get yourself into a better mental state. So I hope I've given you some ideas here, some concepts that you can apply towards what is present moment thinking, how do I do it, how do I get it, and uh, give it a try. Learn something. Figure out what works best for you, and you'd be surprised how quickly you can get yourself back into the present moment by, by just being aware, by just having some alternatives, some strategies ahead of time that can certainly help. So give that a shot. Give me some feedback on how that worked. If you're a client of mine, you're certainly going to be directed to this 
episode because I think there's a lot of great fundamental concepts in this idea of being present and we can actually be much more effective at using them and really just need to experiment with these ideas and find, I think you will find, that generally you feel better, you're more focused, and you're generally doing or spending time on things that you'd rather spend time on. Another great tool that I will spend some time on, especially if you're a client of mine, is this idea of the need. What are your needs? This is also very good present moment thinking because we'll spend some time delving into what exactly is making you anxious or depressed or whatever that emotion is that you don't like. There's probably something in your life that's influencing that and is creating some of this emotion. It's likely a need that's not being met. It could be conflict. It could be many things. But we want to figure out what need is going unmet so we can focus on that. And once that gets under control and we feel like we're meeting that need, many times these hard emotions do calm down over time. So give these present moment ideas a shot. I'll be back with Liza on a future show to talk more about conflict. We're certainly focusing on that in the near term. And I hope to invite you back on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.